Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Ah, it's been a little bit of a, a little bit of a long week for me. Um, if uh, my voice isn't as strong as it usually is, uh, I'm just getting over a really bad cold. Uh, and I uh, still haven't quite gotten my strength back, but that's not going to stop me from uh, bringing to you, my loyal listeners, uh, our weekly show. And uh, I already see on our Facebook Live video, we have plenty of people hopping on. Uh, I see Gail, Maria, Kennedy, and my other Gail, uh, and Joe. Uh, thank you for, for joining in already. Um, so I'm going to, to, uh, get, uh, oh, and Sanaya, welcome to the Facebook live. Uh, so let's get on with our quotes of the day so we can get, uh, uh, past our quotes of the day and I can bring on my wonderful, wonderful guest actually really looking forward to this, having this gentleman on my show today. So, uh, let's start with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham first from the universe. The reason for all challenges is so that you can finally learn that none are bigger than you. Winner, the universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us that the universe never brings us challenges that are greater than us, greater than what we can deal with. May not always feel like it at the time, you know, sometimes we don't know how we're going to get through uh, the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year. But we do. We do. And the lesson in that is that all these challenges that come to us, they're not as bad as we think they are. They're really not. You know, it just tends to be the story that we make from them is actually the, the thing that serves us the least. I would say that, you know, there is always a gift in every challenge. And I really don't say this lightly because, trust me, I've been through some really rough times in my life. Um, and there were times when I didn't know what was going to happen the next day. Didn't know if I was going to have a job, didn't know if I was going to have a place to live, didn't know if I was, uh, you know, going to make it. I've been there. Um, and at the time, yeah, it was really tough. It was really tough because I didn't have someone like me who had already been through it, who had already, you know, been through those tough times to pat me on the shoulder and say, hey, don't worry, you're going to get through this. It would have meant a lot to me at the time, but I didn't have it, so that's why I'm here for all of you, to let you know, don't worry, you're going to get through it, and that there is no challenge greater than you are, and that the universe will not bring you a single challenge you cannot handle, and that if you look for the gift in each challenge recognizing that gift will help make that challenge all that much easier to go through. Love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. All right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. The standard of success in life isn't the things. It isn't the money or the stuff. It is absolutely the amount of joy you feel. Abraham. So, you know, I, I really like this quote because it gives me a chance to rant a little bit about law of attraction and about how so many people, when they think about law of attraction, talk about law of attraction, teach about law of attraction, get it all wrong because they think it's about the stuff. And it is absolutely not about the stuff. You see, it is about the amount of joy we feel. See, Abraham says many, many times in many different quotes and different books, lectures, 
all these amazing weekends that, that they put on. That the stuff is merely an excuse. It's an excuse to quote unquote raise your vibration. And that, uh, you know, we should be feeling so good imagining what it's like to have the stuff we think we want. Whether it's a new house, new car, you know, new bank account, uh, new relationship, whatever it is. That if we can just put ourselves vibrationally in that place and live from that place and live from the joy of that place, that it actually doesn't even matter if we actually get those things. Because we feel so good, our vibration is so high, that that is what the law of attraction is all about. That by being in such a good feeling place, naturally only good feeling things will come to us and naturally we will live our dreams and naturally we will help others and naturally we will do incredible things with the people around us. All right, let's stop being so concerned about the things. Things are impermanent, right? You, and you've heard the whole thing about buyer's remorse, right? Five seconds after you've bought it, you start to think like, oh, maybe I should have gotten something else. Maybe it was too much money. You know, it's almost, yeah. I mean, the things are nice. We all like nice things. But if we can learn to not be so attached to the nice things, but to be attached to the feelings, or be attached to the experiences, or be attached to our contribution in the world. Ah, what a better world we would be living in. And, and, you know, I mean, just look at our planet. I think if we were a little less concerned about the things and a little more concerned about the quality of life, about the time we spend with our friends, our, our lovers, our family, you know, maybe we uh, might be a little bit, little bit happier. Awesome. All right. Well, two wonderful quotes from Abraham and from the universe. I think my guest would be very much in agreement uh, with these quotes. So it is my pleasure to welcome to you uh, Herb Freed, who is the author of the timeless love story, Beshirt. Um, and he now returns to the page in his new book. Let me hold this up for the Facebook Live. Uh, whoops, that's it. Uh, love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants, which is a collection of short stories about the smart, witty, spiritual, and according to Ben's mom, incredibly handsome Rabbi Ben Zelig. In five anecdotes about the rabbi's life, Zelig navigates romance, family ties, colorful congregants and the meaning of faith from studying for the rabbinate under legendary jewish theologian rabbi abraham joshua herschel to producing and directing hollywood films and dancing with martha graham Ooh, herb i'm going to ask you about that too uh freed extracts from his own experience uh, to weave a colorful and universal tale of life love and spirituality in a time where humanity is constantly put to the test Freed takes readers from humor to pathos and back again in an uplifting examination of what it means to be human. It is my pleasure to welcome to the Conscious Suit Consultant Hour. Welcome, Herb. Well, it's, it's such a pleasure to be talking to you. Uh, what you've just described is what I aspire to do with my life. And I'm, I'm very grateful to hear what you're saying. And, I'm, and uh, I think uh, your, your audience... I uh, should be very grateful for this, for the wonderful attitude that you're providing for them. Ah, thank you so much, Herb. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to have uh, a kindred soul uh, on the show with me. Um, and, you know, this is actually the second time Herb appears on the Talking Alternative Network. Uh, a number of years ago, uh, he was on the Rob and Callie show when they were still around talking about his book, Beshirt. And I remember having you in the studio, and it was such a pleasure to meet you that when I... Uh, 
uh, received from your uh, publicist about the new book, I was absolutely uh, was thrilled to have you come on the show. So, well, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so delighted. Would you mind if I just mention something about Basharat, the oh, previous book? Please, please, because, go ahead. Uh, I've been spending most of my time, in fact, almost all of it, on the new book, Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants, which, which is really a lot of fun. But uh, about two weeks ago, I was asked to give a reading uh, at a senior uh, uh, book club here in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Ah. And uh, they wanted to hear about bashert. And as you know, the word bashert means preordained. It yes. means meant to be. It means yes. finding your soulmate. Right. And uh, when I came to the place, there were, there were elderly people. Uh, some have read the book. Some haven't. And as we were talking, one person just happened to raise her hand and said, uh, how do you know when you have found your soulmate? How can you tell? How can you be certain? How can you be sure? And I watched, uh, and I was with, with the people were all asking, and, and my response was immediate, is, how do you know? You know. Your heart knows. <laughs> your brain knows. Right. <laughs> your teeth know. Your fingers know. Right. You know when you've found your basheret. And as I'm talking about what it is to be basheret, I noticed in the front row, just opposite me, a couple that were at least in their late 80s. Mm-hmm. And they were staring at me, but as I was talking about what it means to be bashert, their hands slipped toward one another, and they grasped uh... it. And I thought, oh my God, if there's anything I wanted to talk about, I could never put it in words. Uh, and that was, that, was the last, that was the last time I, I've spoken about Bashirat. But I just had to get that in because it's still living with me. It's mm, uh, a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story. And I actually... Uh just came back from Israel visiting my mom and my sister there and uh, my mom just turned 99 and she's in an assisted living facility in Jerusalem God bless <coughs> <you>. yeah <coughs> <coughs> excuse me that's the remnant of my cold still with me <coughs> and uh, and uh, there was uh, a couple who had recently moved into her assisted living facility um, and the woman had actually been both my mom's and my college Hebrew teacher. And uh, she taught here in the Bronx. And, um, and she was a Holocaust survivor. And she had been married to her husband. Uh, and she was married to her husband many years then. And now it's umpteen years later. I don't know. But they, I believe they've been married over 44 years. I forget how oh long God. they've been married, but it was just such a pleasure to see them again and, and how they still are very much in love with each other. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, sometimes we have this image that, uh, you know, love is, is something for the young at heart, but it, it actually uh, is something that transcends time, isn't it? I absolutely agree. And what I've been seeing... Um, talking to, to people all over the country, I absolutely see the, the one thing our, that will sustain us is love. Yes. I'm convinced of that. Absolutely. Well, Herb, it's actually time for us to take our first commercial break. Um, when we come back, what I'd like to do is I want to ask you about uh, um, uh, Abraham Heschel um, uh, because uh, he, he's somebody who I've always admired. Uh, throughout my life, I learned about him when I was relatively young, studying mysticism, and of course, he's one of the great Jewish mystics, um, as well as uh, uh, just the, the book and, and, and kind of what sort of brought you from being a, a film producer to an author, and, 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 and what are you really trying to share with your audiences now with your new book, okay? Thank you. I look forward to it. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is is filmmaker and author Herb Freed, uh, author of the book uh, Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants. So please stay tuned, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. We're speaking this hour with Herb Freed, author of the book Beshert and the brand new book Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants. And, uh, and uh, uh, Herb, before I ask you about Abraham Heschel, who I really looking want to ask you about, I noticed that we, we actually have a... a uh, kind of something else in common in terms of just geography. I see that you were a rabbi of a temple in Lake Mailpac. Correct. And, Lake uh, Temple does Yes. And so uh, when I was a kid, you know, I grew up in the Bronx, but uh, we had summer property in Lake Mohegan. Right, oh, right, right next to it. Right next to it. And we used to go up every weekend in the summertime, spend our summers there. Um, so yeah, I've been to Lake Mailpack many times, so, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, our families saw each other, uh, hanging around the lake one summer. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I go back a long way. That, uh, that was my first and, and only pulpit, actually. Ah, okay. Well, this property my mom's dad bought back in the 1930s, I think. So. Ooh. So, and my mom's finally sold it in the late 80s, so uh, uh, we, we were there for quite a while. Um, so, so how did you meet uh, Abraham Heschel, and, and what was that experience like? Well, uh, I went to college. I grew up in Ohio, oh. uh, but I went to college at Columbia, just mm-hmm. a few blocks uh, away from where you are. Yes. Uh, and I also took courses at the Jewish Theological Seminary, which is... Uh, the Columbia is on 116th and Broadway, right? And the Jewish Theological Seminary is 122nd and Broadway, right? So I took many courses there, and uh, as an undergraduate, I was able to study with several different teachers. Uh, and I, near the end of my my first uh, third third or fourth year as an undergraduate, I got to have classes with Abraham Joshua Heschel, who was uh. an incredible man. And mm. when I went into rabbinical school, we had uh, we we became very close. And uh, in fact, when I was uh, when I tried to gain entrance to the rabbinical uh, school, uh, there were several professors there, and uh, they asked a number of questions. But before they asked me anything, Professor Heschel stood up and said, "I know this man, Mr. Fried, is going to make a, a fine rabbi." Mm. And so we became very close friends. And on Friday evening, very often he would have. Uh, he would come to the service at the temple, uh, at the uh, at the Jewish Theological Seminary, and then s- several of his students would walk him back down Broadway uh, to his home, and we would we would have his wife would make a meal uh, for just a few of his students, and uh, he would walk and, and just everybody he saw, he had an incredibly warm smile to, and there was one instance where a woman just came out of a bar. And uh, it was still light out, and she was kind of stumbling a little. And people were kind of laughing at her. And he went to her, and he touched her hand. And he said, it looks like a beautiful day, and I hope you're having a wonderful time. And she looked at him and didn't understand what was going on. Mm. And he said, you know, 
you should enjoy the, the atmosphere. The, the, the sun is still here. The sun will be setting soon. And he just, his, his, his gentle manner mm. uh, enabled this woman to suddenly stand up straight uh, and pull her hair back and say, and felt like a real person. Mm. Everywhere Heschel went, and uh, you know he, of, of him and, and uh, Martin Luther, Luther King. King, yes. So he, he Everywhere was, he went, yes. he brought a sense of vitality, of life, of the positive nature of life. Yeah. And uh, that was what he, he, he taught his, children, his, his students. Uh, I mean, in his classes, it would be amazing. He would walk into a class, and he'd read a, a section from, the, from uh, let's, let's say, uh, Bereshit, from the, the book of uh, Genesis. Mm-hmm. And then he'd start reading, and he'd say, wait a minute. Uh, in the second book, they start going through the desert, and they have nothing. But they, in the first book, they were, they were slaves, the Jewish people. Right. And he says, and suddenly, they become free, and they get into the desert, and the first thing, they start complaining about the fact that the, the, the meat they get in the desert wasn't as good as what they had in Egypt. Yeah. And he just started, and then he started talking about it, and then he stopped, and he says, and he just looked at us as if to say, do you believe this? He held up his hands and walked out. And he said, and, and the next day he said, okay, what did you feel about what I said and what I didn't say? Mm. And it turned out that what he didn't say, but what he enabled us to feel, was a much more, much more important message. I mean, it was, it was, I've never had a, 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 an instructor like him in my life. Mm. He's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he was a very deep and very important figure in modern Jewish mysticism and, yeah. and really had such a, a, a beautiful way in his writings and his teachings and affected many, many people. And as you mentioned, who was very active in the civil rights movement of the 60s and marching alongside uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and and uh, uh, I mean, I've only uh, known about him from a distance. It must have been a real honor to, to have had a direct relationship with him. Um, and I see on the Facebook Live, our friend Maureen says hello from Ohio. So you have some fellow <laughs> Ohioans. Say, hello. <laughs> so what got you to, to go from being a rabbi to a filmmaker? And it, uh, well, it, uh, it's a series of events. Uh, I, uh, I always uh, enjoyed acting I, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and dance. I danced a lot. And then I studied dance. When I was in college, I studied uh, I took courses at uh, classes with Martha Graham, and uh, it was it was a source of, of great pleasure for me. Uh, and so I wasn't quite sure. And then when I met my first wife of mm-hmm. blessed memory, uh. Um, her, uh, her name was Anne Maurice. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the daughter of an Orthodox rabbi. If you ever saw Fiddler on the Roof with, uh, yeah. um, yes. you know, when, when it first came out, uh, uh, she played uh, Seidel. The old ah, daughter. Okay. She was a brilliant actress, and she uh, was uh, had grown up in this Orthodox family, and felt that she she just couldn't live that life, and she began to take me to theaters, mm-hmm. and she began to introduce me to what acting was about, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with it, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with her, and uh, fell in, and, and and just was convinced that she was not interested in marrying a rabbi, and I was <laughs> feeling myself that the rabbinate. Although a very, very important mm-hmm. uh, uh, way to spend your life and to give to other people in need, uh, it wasn't for me. I enjoyed the theater. I enjoyed act- la- dancing. I enjoyed uh, acting. And so uh, through the seminary, actually, uh, they, one of their contacts had the, the Maidman Playhouse in New York. Mm-hmm. And they asked me to write a, a, a play that I could then direct at the Maidman Playhouse. It's off-Broadway. I mm-hmm. did that. It was a huge success. Mm-hmm. And so from then on, I said, well, that's, that's got to be what I'm going to do. So I studied acting, and I studied dancing, uh, and then I began to study film. And I found it intriguing. It's just, it was just constant. And, and I, I found through that, in the arts, I found a great deal of spirituality, uh, uh, both among the, the actors, uh, the, the writers, and there was a kind of a spirituality that just that just led me on. And so over the years, uh, I made 15 feature films. And uh, in fact, uh, just about 10, 12 years ago, I mm-hmm. finally uh, stopped doing that. Uh, I 
one of the reasons was I, when it came to marriage, I was twice blessed and twice cursed. Uh-huh. Uh, I was married to my first wife uh, when I was just leaving the rabbinate. Uh, we were married for 16 years, and then she was on the road doing Man of La Mancha. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly, uh, we discovered that she had cancer, uh-huh. colon cancer, and passed away briefly. Wow. Uh, and so she, uh, you know, she was uh, terribly important to my life. And then, uh, but I continued to make films, and I met my second wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name, uh, and, and she was Marion Siegel, mm-hmm. and she was extremely gifted film editor and writer. And we fell in love, and uh, she became my basherta, and uh, my, my <coughs> preordained. And we made, we traveled the world together. We made. 15 feature films, and it was a glorious life. And then seven years ago, she passed away. Uh, so I'm left with, uh, with the blessings uh, that, yeah. that I got from both wives and then what, what, what the life you have to make for yourself when that's over. Yeah, but let me ask you. Let me, can I ask you? Powerful influences on me. And I saw through them uh, what I didn't really understand growing up and I understood the power of womanhood. Mm. Uh, and the power and the, the beauty of it and the, the different styles of, of expressing oneself and, and, the, and the, the different levels of understanding. And uh, to this day, I'm a feminist now yeah. because I, of the wonderful experiences of my wives. And so uh, when she passed away, when Marion passed away seven years ago, um, I was bereft. I didn't know what to do with my life. I didn't know what to do, how to start the day. And so I sat down and wrote a few things about our life together because we traveled all over the world. And we, had, we made so many films, we met so many people. And then the next day I sat down and wrote a few lines. The next day a little bit more lines. And I wrote every single day for five years with the exception oh, wow. of Shona and Yom Kippur. Right. And uh, I found, that was when I finished my first book. That was just a couple of years ago. Right. And... Uh, uh, and that was Bashert. And from then on, I found myself just living to write. And I get up in the morning, and that's the first thing I have to do is go to my computer and just talk about what, what I'm feeling, what I'm mm-hmm. thinking, what I'm, of the people that I'm in, in touch with, of the people that I'd, I'd like to be in touch with, the people that I, whose lives, who, who, who touch me, whose lives touch me. And I'd like to do the same. So, Herb, we, we just have a minute or two before our next break. And then after, when we come back from break, I want to get into your new book, uh, Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants. But I wanted to ask you, since you've been through, you know, two major losses in your life, yet you still continue on and you still have a, such a wonderful attitude towards life. I, I know a lot of people in the last couple of years, it's been such a time of transition where they've lost loved ones. They've lost parents, siblings, children, uh, uh, spouses, what advice would you give somebody who is, is, you know, has experienced a major loss in their life? What would you recommend for them to help them to, to move forward in life from experiencing a big uh, loss like uh, that? The only thing I can say is become part of it. Join the life. Mm. Read, listen to, to really great uh, uh, stories, Listen to people on the uh, on on your radio and your television who really inspire you. And mm-hmm. if you think I'm talking about you, you're right. <laughs> I mean, you, you need you need to get into the into the, the flow of things. If only we could be born at the same time and die at the same time, it would be yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen. No. We're all born when we're born, and we pass away when our time is up. Yeah. Uh, and what you have to do is to find those things in life that still make you want to smile. They still want to make you look at another person you've never seen before and just smile and expect them to smile in return. And they do, and they will. And you're part of life, and you mustn't give that up. I know it's it's tempting to just just to to throw it all away. I was tempted too. Everyone who loses their loved one is tempted. But you can't allow yourself to, to, to fall into that because life is the only thing we have here. And we have to live it to the fullest. And we are so fortunate here in America oh, yes, to absolutely. be able to have all of the all of the joys, the pleasures of the radio, the television, the arts that we have, the yes. books that we have to read, the things that that, that, that enable us 
uh, to to just meet meet the day, mm-hmm. and you know, and and find some purpose in 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 waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are my you know, the things that I, I could not express this more more strongly. It may not be well, but mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm I'm so taken with this. I I fight it every day. Mm-hmm. I want to find every day a reason, and by the end of the day, I have found it. Wonderful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Herb. I really appreciate that, and I think. Our audience does as well. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about love, faith, and a pair of pants. Oh, thank you. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m. we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, just a quick shout out for several more Facebook Live viewers since we started. Patrice, Hawa, Valerie, glad to see you there. Bravish, my brother, thank you for tuning in. Noreen, fellow talk radio.nyc host. Pamela, uh, Elaine, Laurel, love you, my friend. Uh, Hassan, Sirve, uh, Patty, welcome, Patty. And... Uh, Thank you, Bravish, for your kind words. And Patty, glad you can tune in and listen. Um, oh, Herb, before I forget, I just want to let you know, since you're a fellow feminist, uh, my sister is actually president of her synagogue in Israel. That's a Reconstructionist Jewish synagogue. So I, Wonderful. You, you're probably very familiar with the Reconstructionist movement. Absolutely. The, 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 half the, the, the students at the rabbinical school, when I went there, were... We're followers of the uh, Reconstruction. Of Mordecai Kaplan, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you ever uh, make it to Jerusalem or something, I'll happy to introduce you to my sister. Maybe you can come talk at her synagogue. Lovely. I'd be happy to do that. Wonderful. I'm thrilled to do that. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, we'll have to keep in touch then, my friend. Um, okay, so you wrote Bershert, um, inspired, I guess, by your relationship with your, your second wife. Uh, what brought about uh, a love, faith, and a pair of pants? Um, I, 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 it's hard to say. I think what happened was uh, after Bashert, uh, which was a very, uh, very heavy story, I wanted to just start laughing again. Uh. And so I started to write things that made me laugh. And then I found out that as I kept going, I would wake up in the morning, go to my computer, and not quite sure what I was going to write, and I'd start writing a few lines, and I'd start giggling. And I said, this is, this is I, I just, it made me happy in the morning. So I started writing that. And then uh, I looked back and said, what do I really want to write about? I want to write about the people I really know and uh. I really love. So I, I picked people out of, of that, that I've known over the years, some from my family, mm-hmm. and I decided to write about them. Mm. And... Uh, uh, what I what I wrote about was uh, they, I was growing up. Uh, the the book goes uh, covers about thirty years 
of the okay. life of a, of a rabbi. It begins uh, when he is in rabbinical school, and then through five stories, connected stories, we follow him as he goes through many different kinds of experiences, and finally loses his, his, his faith. And that's what's in the last story. But the first okay. four story, the first four stories uh, are about marvelous people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the, if, I wish you would, some of your people would just read the reviews. You can either go to uh, uh, Amazon or you could go to the uh, Google uh, Herb Freed uh, author or author Herb Freed and read some of them. But my favorite, my favorite. Uh, uh, thing that, that someone said, oh yeah, one of the, one of the uh, uh, reviewers said, love faith in a pair of pants. Uh, and then she said that uh, it's like, uh, I don't know, love faith in a pair of pants. She said, it sounds to me like a catcher in the rye in Yiddish, <laughs> with a Yiddish accent, because I have some people who talk that way. But in reality, uh, it is a story about uh, uh, growing up you know, in rabbinical school, uh, he, he loves his studies, uh, but then by the, he's a young man, and so he's in, in, you know, eager to meet uh, a, a, a soulmate, a young woman. Mm. And so the first one is a, a big surprise, uh, and that story is called The Fatal Flaw. Uh, and uh, it takes us through, through, the, through the life of, uh, uh, of the first romance. Uh. We go from there to And a Pair of Pants. And that's uh, where we meet Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe is the only member of, of, of the rabbi's family uh, who is a millionaire and uh-huh. also illiterate. He speaks not a word of English. He speaks English, but he just with, has this terrible accent, never learned anything, never went to school. Uh-huh. But he's a millionaire. Uh-huh. And he teaches Ben how to survive in life. Uh-huh. Ben is a scholar. And he says, uh, as a scholar, you know, you're okay as long as you're in the, in the, uh, in the, the, the walls of the uh, protection of the seminary or the college. Academia, but yeah. in the real world, it can be pretty dangerous. Right. And so uh, we have uh, his story. Uh, and Uncle Joe is a great businessman. And then we go to a story of, of love and loss. Mm. Uh, and I think you might figure where that came from. But I wrote the story... Uh, and and uh, made it up, but depended, but it also leaned on some very very real events in my own life, mm. uh, but not quite. Uh, the rabbi finally falls in love, mm. but unfortunately, the the girl he falls in love with doesn't happen to be Jewish, Ooh-ooh. so that becomes a major problem. That's they overcome problem. that problem, uh. and then they're 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 led into another very difficult situation. Uh. So it's kind of hard for me to to, to describe. Uh, what's in each of the stories, except to tell you that uh, the, the, the reviews are, will tell you everything you need to know. Uh, because the, the one woman who, who, uh, who told me about uh, Catcher in the Rye with a Yiddish accent mm-hmm. also went on to say, this book is about faith, it's a book about love, it's a book about friendship, it's a book about getting to know yourself. So those are the things that, uh, that, that are in the book. Uh, and... Uh, you know, there are so many things I could talk to you about. If we had, if we had hours and hours, I'd be happy right, to do it. Right. But I don't want to take up all your time. Do, do, do you have maybe a, a short, humorous uh, incident that you wrote about in the book that you could briefly relate to our audience? You know, something uh, to well, kind of just would, give the flavor you, of the book. I, I could read a few pages. Uh, of, would you like me to do that? Uh, well, I wouldn't say a few pages. Maybe one or two. Okay. Well, uh, the. Uh, one of the stories is really about Ben's Ben's mother, okay. uh, who grew up in in Europe, uh-huh. and uh, during the time in the twenties when they, when Jews were being massacred, yes. uh, and uh, she she, they, she saw she witnessed uh, her, her the, the Cossacks mur- who murdered her her father in front of their eyes. Mm. She finally made it to America, and the one thing she loved about America was the way people treat one another. She said, "You know, in Europe, uh, after the snows in the in the in the little village that she lived in, there were no paved roads. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in 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 the when the the, the snows melted, there were the, all the streets were full of mud and muck and horse manure and all kinds of things. 
And so people, the, a number of the people at her village would gather around in a huge circle, and they waited till somebody who didn't come from the village walked through. And they said, come walk this way, walk this way, and they shoved them into the, the pile of filth. And, well, and, they, and they watched the man struggle, and all the Cossacks stood around and laughed and laughed and laughed. Uh. And then Bertha said, that was Europe. You know what America is for me? Hmm. America is when a man falls in the street, everybody goes out to help him up right. immediately. Right. That's the difference, and that's why I love America, yeah. because we care for one another here. You know, it's very interesting. So that's, uh, that's Bertha, and that's, uh, that's a lot of her stories. So the best part of that story is when I'll have to leave with you, uh-huh. and that is when she, she decides to become a, a, a citizen of the United States. The most important thing in her life because what what America means to her. And if she could only become a real naturalized citizen, she'd be the happiest woman in the world. Mm, mm, nice, nice. You know, it's interesting because my wife, who comes from China, actually has a very similar attitude or feeling towards America in that when she came here, people were so nice to her. And in China, people weren't so nice to her. And, and, you know, my, my wife is a beautiful, tall woman, but by Chinese standards, they don't necessarily consider that pretty. And she's a little bit tall by Chinese standards. And so, you know, she, she really wasn't treated very well in Chinese society. And she came here and everybody treated her so nicely. Um, you know, she, she, uh, 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 um, a, a mixed couple, a Jewish man and a, and a non-Jewish wife uh, were her English teachers in China and they sponsored her to come over and then they introduced her to a friend here in, in New York who ended up being her first Jewish mother I like to say and oh. and you know she was so accepted by society here and so uh, accepted here and so to her she instantly fell in love with New York City with the culture um, with the people with the whole attitude and, and even though she's very, very much Chinese in her heart, she is very, very much a New Yorker in her spirit. So uh, it, it's... That, that, that's a lovely story. Uh, and, uh, but I, I find that uh, to be true on so many levels. By the way, uh, I, I did a, uh, a lecture, on, uh, on a, I think, on, on Bashert uh, in San Diego, and there's a Chinese woman there, uh, and when she, she talked about, she said, uh, you, when I explained what, what Basheret meant, uh, she said, you know, we have the same thing in China. Mm-hmm. And I did not know that. Uh, but apparently there are similarities in, uh, yes, in yes. some of their beliefs. There, there is a lot of similarities in Jewish culture and Chinese culture, the, the emphasis on education, um, uh, how food is such a central theme in, in, in the culture. Uh, there, there, believe me, over the years I've learned that the, the Chinese and Jews, uh, there's a reason why they get along so well together. All right, Herb, can you hold on for just a couple of more minutes? We're going to take our last break of the show. And oh, when we sure. come My back, God, time's fine. Yeah, it sure does. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants and uh, the author Herb Freed. So please Thank you so much. stay with us. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Herb Freed, author of the book, Love, Faith, in a Pair of Pants, as well as Beshert. I'm just going to hold it up. I know it looks backwards in the Facebook Live video, but uh, this is what the cover looks like. Um, I know uh, Herb said, you know, you should go read some of the reviews. Forget the reviews. Just go out and get the book. It's a wonderful book. It's one of those great books that you can kind of curl up on like a windy rainy day like it is today in New York City and uh, have a chuckle and have a a laugh Um, and we have a couple of comments on the Facebook live first from my friend Mark I agree with the beauty of America and our collective ancestral story being brought into alignment with our collective vision of what we wish to create Uh, there's a bunch more but I can't see the whole thing And uh, Patty says, this is a reminder for all of us, America, to be kind to all. Yes. Um, Tell me, Herb, when you see kind of what's going on today in in America and the world at large, uh, is it difficult to kind of keep that that optimistic uh, uh, view of life, uh, considering how kind of crazy things are getting and how divided people are in so many ways? Well, uh, you know, what, what, you, what, what you just said really is what lies so heavily on my heart. Uh, and I find, I find I've never experienced anything like this before. Yeah. You know, the Torah is full of, you know, uh, uh, I am my brother's keeper. Right. You know, I am responsible for, you know, for the lives and the, the suffering of other people. And that we've abandoned that in this country now. Mm. Where suddenly it's no longer a country of love; it's a country of hate. Yeah, we hate one another, yes. and that's it's so it's it's terrifying. I've, I've lived for a long time. I remember World War II. Well, yeah. I wasn't in World War II as a child, right. but uh, I remember all the things that we've we've gone through, and and the the anger, the viciousness, and, and the disregard, and the lies. Uh, that uh, that we that we're surrounded by, uh, just just fills my heart with terror, uh, and so I think uh, uh, I uh, you know I'm, I'm able to survive this, or at least to live with it, uh, because I continue to read and I continue to write and I continue to believe, above all things, that things will turn out better. Uh, and fortunately, uh, we live in a country that does have uh, avenues to. Uh, uh, you know, to change and to to improve, and my only hope is that we we would take this very seriously and understand uh, how critical our survival is on this planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, where there's so many enemies and so many so many problems that uh, we really have to walk a very careful line. So I'm very troubled by that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that I was reflecting on the other day with a friend how. You know, over the course of my lifetime, you know, I remember back when we were kids, I mean, there were disagreements between political parties. There were people who, you know, were on opposite ends of things. But there was never this demification of of the other side that over the years has really evolved. I mean, it didn't just pop on the scene all at once. It's kind of something that slowly but surely has built up over the years. Whereas in the past, it was you made disagree with the person on the other side but you were able, you didn't demonize them so that you were able to work with them come out with a compromise and then move forward but now that we've gotten to this point where we have a tendency to 
demonize anybody who doesn't agree with us, then there's no room to compromise. Then we can't work anything out, and all that does is divide, divide us more. And, and I kind of feel like it's more helpful to look for the things that, that um, bring us together as opposed to divide us. And that that's for me is is one of my missions is to help to remind people that we have much more in common than we have that divides us. We just have a tendency to forget that part. I I've, I think that is the most important thing anyone can do in their lives, and I'm I'm very proud of you for doing this uh, because uh, it is you and and people like you who continue to say uh, this is not the end. It's not. The, it doesn't have to stay this way. It can, right. We can improve. We have the power to, 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 to change, and we have to do that because otherwise uh, it's, 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 it's the planet that's, uh, right. that's doomed, and exactly. that includes uh, everyone on it. Exactly. So I think we, uh, and, and, and I'm old enough now to see, as I look back, to see how these how mistakes can, uh, can grow and multiply, yes. and I think we have to catch it in the bud, and I think, I think there's a possibility now. Yes. Uh, of of finding um, of finding a way out of this, um, it's yeah. going to be difficult because yes. so much of the country is totally split. Yes, but I think there is that possibility. I think it's important to read uh, those things that inspire you. You right. have to find you have to find roads to say, I am my brother's keeper. Right. I really do care about other people. I care about people who don't have a paycheck. Right. I care about people who don't. Who, who can't afford uh, to to uh, say to, to feed their families? Yes, and I think we we there's that that basic caring. I think is still there. Yes, uh, and so we simply have to work on it. We have to establish it. We have to enlarge it. Uh, yes. And I think we the, the planet can survive. Uh, and I believe we have to do everything we can uh, to make that happen. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And and I mean things are going to change. They're constantly changing. They're changing faster than they've ever changed before. So I have no doubt that we that the current environment will change. Uh, the question is, how will it change and what direction and what is going to be sort of the catalyst for that change? I mean, this is sort of one of the reasons why in the last, and I'm not, I'm not I don't talk a lot of politics on this show, but in the last campaign cycle, I actually was very hopeful for Bernie Sanders because I felt like he was somebody kind of putting out that message of, of you know, he was someone I felt really tries to bring people together. And, and regardless of who ends up, you know, being the, the, the person who is the front runner in the, the next uh, presidential cycle, my only hope is that they are somebody who can uh, effectively bring out that message of we need to come together, we can come together, and this is how we can come together. Well, I, I, think, it's, I, think, I think the possibility exists, and uh, we, we can if we only realize that we have to really accept the reality that we are on a very difficult precipice and a very yes. dangerous precipice. Yes. Uh, and, and wrong steps, too many wrong steps, can really, uh, can really fare badly. And just, you know, telling a lot of stories that are not true uh, does not help. Yes, yes. Uh, and so we have, to, we have to get back to the realities of what, uh, what our needs are, what the people in, in, in our country need, and what, what, you know, what our place in the world is. Yes. We're not just, you know, a bordered country. Yes. You know, we're, we're, we're a driving force. Yes. Um, and uh, for good. And, uh, and I think that uh, we have a mission that it simply has to be uh, enhanced and has to be strengthened. Right. And I just want to respond. I see uh, my friend Bravish on the Facebook Live says, but how is it possible to compromise with someone who believes that the earth is flat, for example? Bravish, uh, uh, I haven't met any flat earthers recently. But the way to compromise, at the very least, is not to demonize the person who believes the earth is flat and say, look, if you believe the earth is flat and that works for you, fine, I can choose not to believe the earth is flat. Please don't demonize me for not believing the earth is not flat. 
And I think well, if we can at least start there. Uh, as you look to the, the various countries, whether it was in Germany or in Italy, uh, where uh, people seem to, if people who are who frightened, and their, yes. their leaders come and tell them, you know, uh, it's, it's very easy to inspire fear. Absolutely. And their leaders tell them that if you don't do this and you don't do that, Everything is going to be so awful. You're going to be destroyed. You're, you're, you'll have, you'll, you'll be embarrassed to, uh, to say uh, where you come from and who you are. And so uh, this is this becomes uh, a source of, of danger. Uh, and so I, which which is uh, you know, I, and I think one of the problems is most people, you know, or, or many people, do not read uh, uh, yeah. other than you know. When they sit and watch television, yes, and, watch, yes. and on television you can say anything you want, yes. uh, and it's the, and and but but they're not there to amuse people like we used to watch television to to laugh to to read or to to have some drama in our lives. Right. Now they use television to t- to terrify people. Yes, yes, and that's really uh, that's the, I, I worry about that. Yes, yes I, I, I think we I think we we will survive. I do believe that, um, and uh, and uh, but we all have to be. We all have to be aware and uh, and uh, take our position and vote the right way, uh, and talk to the people who represent us, and and make sure that we're all uh, aiming in the same direction. Yes, that we're all trying to survive on this planet, not just the, the not just one group of people right. or a big group of people who live in a certain part of the country, uh, or but but also for for one another. Yes, uh, and and so those. Those are things that we that we deal with every day, and I think we're going to have to continue to do that. Yeah, In the meantime, uh, let's read important things that uh, that make us happy. Yes, like love, new, new insights. Yes, like the book "Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants," um, which is available everywhere: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all major bookstores. Herb, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule for coming on my show. I really appreciate it. I I can't thank you enough. Listening to you and and talking to you and responding to you and listening to to, to your thoughts and, and the things that uh, that you do. I'm very impressed. And uh, and uh, I give you a big, what we call a yesher koach. Yeah. I wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you. Thank you so much, Herb. I really appreciate it. And, and you have to promise me next time you're back in New York City, you'll look me up so we can get together and have a cup of uh, tea together or something, okay? Okay. All right, wonderful. And a big uh, shout-out to... My loyal fans on Facebook Live, thank you for tuning in today. Um, I just want to give also a quick shout out to my guests from last week, Dr. Raymond Moody and uh, Lisa Smart. Um, uh, Dr. Raymond Moody, the author of the book Life After Life, and uh, uh, and Lisa working with him on the new effort, uh, the University of Heaven. Please uh, check out the universityofheaven.com. Um, and uh, I really uh, appreciate them. I hope you guys enjoyed the show last week. If you didn't, if you missed it, uh, please go to our archives on talkradio.nyc under the Conscious Consultant Hour and, and make sure you listen to that as well. Thank you all for listening. It's been a wonderful show. Thank you for sharing it with me, and we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. 
Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 